What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Felicia Jasmine. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of College by Her, the podcast. I hope your week has gotten off to an amazing start. And if it hasn't, I'm glad you're listening so it can get just a little bit better. Please remember that the podcast is not meant to be a substitute for therapy provided by a licensed mental health professional. Let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. All right, y'all. So on this week's Mindful Moment, I want you to do something nice for someone this week, whether that is write them a handwritten card, stop by somebody's house, bring them some balloons, just let them know you appreciate them, call them, send them $5 for a coffee, anything. Just do something nice for someone. Do something kind just because, not because you want something in return, not because they owe you, none of those things, just because. And just watch the smile that comes across their face. And then the way you feel too of like just being able to do something for someone with no ulterior motive for no other reason, rather just because it's cool to do something good for somebody. All right, y'all. So this week on the podcast, I want to talk about sleep and rest because they are two different things. And we're going to get into what that even means in a little bit. But sleep is so important. As y'all know, I'm a therapist on a college campus. And so sleep comes up so much, whether it has to do with anxiety, depression, relationship concerns, academic struggles, it really doesn't matter. Sleep is important and imperative to your mental health, your wellness, your physical health, all the things. And so in in this episode, we're going to really do a deep dive into sleep. I'm going to share with y'all some stats, all that good stuff. I'm in my science bag today, okay, um, just so that I can really underscore the importance of sleep and why you should be doing it. So let's go ahead and get into it. First off, let's reflect. Y'all know I love a good reflection question. And so how many hours of sleep do you get a day? And I'm going to just let you sit on that and answer it. And you're lucky I can't hear your answers because I know the answer is probably not enough. Um, And I'm going to get into my science bag, like I said. So stay with me because I don't think I can stress enough just how not getting enough sleep is literally hustling backwards. So you can think that staying up and pulling that all-nighter is going to get you right, but baby it might get you left, okay? And let me explain why. So according to the National Institute for Neurological Disorders, okay, baby girl got her research today, um, without sleep, you cannot form or maintain certain pathways in your brain that let you learn and create new memories. And so this is why when you're sleepy, you also might not remember something somebody says because your brain is not activated in the same way that it is when you're awake. And so this also makes it harder to concentrate and respond quickly. So we know this when it comes to reflexes when it comes to driving that's why you shouldn't be driving when you're tired all these other things but more importantly this academic work like you cannot successfully and efficiently do these assignments write these papers if your brain is tired because you cannot concentrate you can't respond as quickly and then you're literally not forming memories which goes to studying all-nighters and when you're up till 3 a.m just pushing through you are not retaining none of that information really hate to break it to you but look, don't shoot the messenger because this is research. This ain't even me talking, okay? So when you're in the library later, just to be there later, that don't really equate to you doing more or to you retaining more. And so that's just a myth that I think I definitely wanted to smash because I'm speaking for myself. I'm the girl who could never pull an all-nighter. I used to feel bad because my friends would be up in the library, you know, till 2, 3, 4, 5 a.m., 6, 7, studying for their science exams, biology, this, pre-med, this. And I was like, 
oh, I have, I don't have that in me. And I used to feel bad because I'm like, is that what I'm supposed to be doing? The answer to that is no. But secondly, like I mentioned, when you're up for that long, it is sometimes like hustling backwards because if you're up till 7 a.m. looking at the same document that you was since 3 a.m., that's four hours that your brain is trying to do something that if you were alert and awake, it might've taken you only one hour to do. And so please do not equate staying up longer with getting more done because that's just not how it works. So research also tells us that sleep is important to a number of different brain functions, including how our neurons communicate with one another. And so when we are sleeping, our brains and bodies are active. So your brain is also removing toxins from your body while that you built up while you were awake. So if you don't ever go to sleep, your body cannot get rid of those toxins. And girl, do you really want those toxins in your body fall from the day that are supposed to be gone? I don't think so. And so that is just another reason why sleep is so important. And of course your sleep patterns and all those things are going to change um, and they change as you get older. And so there's no magic number of sleep hours, quote unquote, but generally speaking, most adults need about seven to nine hours of sleep a night. So think back to the first question I asked you, how many hours of sleep do you get? And I just want you to sit with that if the number is far off from seven to nine. I know for me, I get about, seven-ish, eight. So I'll go with that. Mm, definitely seven. Eight was a little bit too generous, but I get seven hours of sleep of night. Um, And so I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Hey. In general, people are getting less sleep than they need due to working long hours, this whole around the clock, I have to be available for people 24 seven. My phone gotta be right next to my pillow in case somebody call me or text me. All of these things add to why it can be so difficult for us to get the amount of sleep that we need. And I've seen people really get creative about this on TikTok, Instagram, all the things, whether that is putting their phone across the room. I even know one girl who puts it in a different room so like it's out in the living room on the charger and so she is not even tempted can't roll over if she can't fall asleep it's not like she's scrolling like that phone is far away and she talked about how much that impacted her sleep and so there are a lot of adjustments that you might need to make for yourself to kind of make sleep a priority because I think that's one of the biggest things I want you to take away from this episode is that we have to prioritize our sleep oftentimes we act like sleep is optional in order for us to get the many things done that we have to do. And so we'll kind of use it as like the first thing to go. Like, oh, I got to pack. I got to do this. I got to write a paper. I got to take my hair out. I got to deep condition it. I'm going to flat iron it. So I'm going to just not go to sleep tonight. That is wild because we don't do that with food. We don't be like, okay, I'm not going to eat all day tomorrow or the next day. And then I'll just eat at a buffet on day three. That's not how that works because baby, if it was, so many people would be on the street passed out, okay, from not eating. And so I just really, really, really want each and every one of us to prioritize sleep. And I hope that this episode can help you just think about your sleep hygiene, think about your habits. I know I've talked about a nighttime routine on this show a plethora of times, um, and that plays a role in this as well. And so I just want you to be more mindful of your sleep moving forward. Another myth that I want to smash is that many people think you can catch up on missed sleep during the weekend, but let me tell you once again, according to research, 
depending on how sleep deprived you are, even if you sleep longer, that still isn't going to be adequate. And I know I didn't need research to tell me that because I know you can relate, I'm sure, whether it's being on vacation or just doing a lot of different things and thinking, oh, I'm just gonna sleep all day tomorrow and I'll feel better. Sometimes that may work, but a lot of times it really will not. So catching up on sleep isn't a real thing, which is why it's important to do it regularly um, because it's not like we can save up these hours in a bank and then go and cash them in. That's just not how it works, sis. So we can think of sleep the same way that I've spoken about wellness and taking care of yourself on this podcast. So taking care of yourself is not something that can be put off to a self-care Saturday or put off into a, oh, at the end of the month, I'm gonna go out of town. We have to integrate wellness into our day-to-day lives. It has to be a part of our routines, whether that's gratitude, whether that's journaling, whether that's meditation, a breathing exercise, physical exercise. All of these are things that we can do on a daily basis to integrate wellness into our our lives as opposed to saying, oh, on the 30th of this month, I'll go outside. But until then, I'm not. That's wild. So the same way with sleep, we cannot bank it up. We can't try to save it up. We can't skip over it. None of those things we needed every single day. And so I just really wanted to reiterate that point of not putting it off until later because we need it right now. And another part to this conversation too that I think is really important is rest. So rest does not have to be sleep. And I also wanna share that rest can look different for everybody. So for you, it might look like turning your phone on do not disturb or maybe not going anywhere, or it could be exercising. And I just wanted to point that out because rest can look like whatever rest needs to look like for you. Cooking or exercising may be peaceful to you and that's a reset and you consider that to be rest, but those things could also be stressful to the next person and that's fine. But just knowing that you can have rest look the way you need it to look. And so I know for me, sometimes spending time alone because I talk to people all day and I love to hang out with my friends and my family it can be helpful for me to rest alone. That might recharge me. And so just knowing that you can create your own type of rest and really get what you need for you because our bodies will thank us. I don't know if you've ever had the experience, but your body will sit you down if you are not resting and getting sleep, whether that's developing the common cold, flu, whatever it is, your body will let you know. And so my thing is let's not let it get to that point. We don't have to just run our bodies ragged until we get the flu or until we get pneumonia and then be like, well, that's my cue to sit down. We didn't have to get here. We really did not. And so I just really hope that this episode episode and this topic gets you to thinking about sleep, gets you to thinking about your routine, how much you're prioritizing your night and just how important it is because as you can see from the research, it very much is. So this week we are bringing back one of my favorite segments on the show. You probably were like, where has it been? But it's back and it's called Ask Jazz. This is my favorite because I get to answer questions that you all have sent me, whether it was via email or on Twitter or Instagram. And so if you want to send in a question for me to answer or a topic you want me to talk about, please do so at College By Her on both Twitter and Instagram. And then our email is collegebyher at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and get into it. This week's question says, it's really a statement, but I got you, girl. It says, my experience and the internship I am applying for does not match. Please help me. Oh, girl, got you. So first of all, 
Thank you for this question. I always appreciate anybody who writes in for your honesty, your transparency, vulnerability, all the things. Secondly, I'm, I'm right here with you. So let's get into it. So I would like to share my experience because as a person who went into the field of therapy and social work, it's pretty impossible to get actual therapy experience. Well, not pretty. It is impossible because of confidentiality, because of licensing, all of those things. Like, you know, you can't be in high school and shadow a therapist, right? You can't sit in on sessions. And so it's really difficult to get any type of experience in therapy, specifically if you are not in school for that and kind of working towards your license. And so I can relate to this. And an example that I often use is that as a person, Um, I worked at a dance studio. I did things with Project Uplift, shout out to UNC, Um, all of these different things, right? And of course, you're probably like, none of those are therapy. And you're right, they are not. But all of those populations that I worked with are populations that I wanted to work with in the therapy world. So for example, at my dance studio, girls from all ages, I literally taught three-year-olds all the way up to like, you know, 13, 14, 15 year olds. And then with Project Uplift, those were all high school students. So, you know, 14 to 18. And so even though I wasn't doing therapy with these people, when I was doing my cover letter or even in my interviews, I was able to talk to my experience of working with these populations and the different things that I was seeing. So for example, at Project Uplift, that might've been different students, you know, me seeing the way they interact with one another and really being interested in their peer relationships, or it could be in different sessions at Project Uplift, they might've said they were so stressed out about school and about college and that they were anxious about the future. So that's me seeing anxiety in high school students, even though I wasn't treating it, right? I wasn't their therapist, but it was conversations that we were having and it was things that I noticed in them that then I was able to say, oh, like this is something I want to go into. Or, you know, this piqued my interest when I hear students talking about maybe family troubles or something like that. And so as you can see, I'm using my current experiences that isn't exactly what I want to do, but I'm using that to help shape the way I'm thinking about what I want to do. And so I think that is a great tip to kind of reflect right out like all the things you've done, even if it was volunteering at the uh, polls for voting, right? It could be volunteering at a nursing home. You did something that at some point maps on to your interest. Like I said, even if it wasn't that exact experience, you can use the skills that you learned there. You could use the population that you worked with, you can use all of those things to really get into what it is that you want to do, even though that's not what you're doing. So for this answer too, I know this person, they had included some more information that I didn't want to share, of course, to protect their identity, but they are in like the social sciences, psychology field. And so I think this answer particularly will be helpful because like I said, it is just really hard to get actual therapy experience as a high school student or even an undergrad sometimes. And so being able to use those other experiences to map on to what it is you're about to do, I think is the best way to go. So once again, thank you so much for your question. Y'all please continue to send in questions for the Ask Jazz segment and let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. So this week we talked all things sleep and rest and I really love this for us. I hope you got something out of this week's episode and that you take you a nap or something, okay? See you back in two weeks, bye. 
thank you so much for listening. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can send us an email at collegebyher at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at collegebyher on both Instagram and Twitter. Please be sure to share this podcast with a friend. They can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. And definitely check us out at collegebyher.com where you can get more information on everything College by Her, as well as buy our mental health guide and any merch that we have. I hope you take good care of yourself this week and please remember that your college experience is what you make it and College by Her is here to make sure you're mentally well while doing just that. I'll see y'all on next week's episode. Bye.